YouTube, what's going on? Spotify, what's going on? Everybody, welcome to Wealth Wednesday, Season 2, Episode 1. We are blessed today to have a special guest, so I'm definitely going to make sure that once he gets on, uh, we'll definitely put him on, but definitely want to say thank you to everybody for rocking with us for an entire season. Um, This year is going to be amazing because we're starting off this year with our first guest. It's a brother of mine from Toronto. I've uh, known him pretty much my, most of my life uh, and uh, definitely would worked would worked um, in a very similar area as him. So definitely want to talk to him. I think he's here. All right, cool. So I just want to let you guys know that this season, it's going to be a little different than last year. So last year, we did a lot of random, you know, courses and random information and stuff like that. This year, we're coming in with the heat and we're going to be consistent the entire time. And we're going to be starting our financial literacy course um, starting literally today. So for folks who are interested, definitely tap in and you will be given access to a private line where we're going to be discussing the five chapters of our financial literacy program. Um, it's Again, it's a private course, but I'm opening it to uh, the folks who are interested that I know through Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook, um, and we're going to get you guys ready for 2022 because we ain't, I'm not winning if y'all ain't winning. That's how it works. So without further ado, let me have my guest pull in here. His name is Javane Christian. I'm sure you guys know him. If you don't, uh, you're going to be excited about our topic today. So let me pull him in one second. Where are you, Javane? Let me pull you in here. There he is. Come on up, brother. Let me face this boom mic to you so that we can get everything good. There he is, man. Look at the sharpness. How are you? Excuse me, sir. I should have known to wear my three-piece as well, but uh, they can't see me on the podcast, so I figure, you know, this is just for the yeah. IG family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually just coming from a meeting right now, actually. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So, everybody, this is Javane Christian. Hey, Javane, you want to give yourself a quick intro? Because I can introduce you. I have your stats. I have your stuff, but I'd rather... I always let my guests introduce themselves because, you know, the folks okay. who can follow me, they know me, but they may not know everyone that I know, so... Okay, okay. Well, you know what? I mean, just the, I guess, the skinny of it. We'll go through it, I guess, throughout, throughout the show. Uh, <laughs> um... Here, based in Toronto, uh, born and raised in Toronto, I uh, I do real estate in the Greater Toronto area, and also help people to invest internationally. Um, I invest myself; have a reciprocal portfolio for myself. Um, I am um, kind of like a, a, a homer at, at Apple Creek SDA Church here um, in Toronto, Markham, to be exact. And um, yeah, that's that, that's basically me. I'm, I'm married. Um, my wife is actually, I think she's tuning in or is going to tune in at some point <laughs> nice. since, uh, right before COVID actually, it was about six months before COVID I got married. Oh, wow. So <laughs> it's been great. Yeah. You snuck it in just before <laughs> everything got shut down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, well, shout out to Apple Creek. Uh, that's my church. Uh, definitely, definitely. We have a lot of, a lot of roots in that place. So I know you know about roots. You're, you're, you're a For man sure. of legacy. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, folks, this is Javane Christian. This is my guy. Um, and today we have a very special topic. And I think when, you, when we spoke last, Javane, and I, I'm glad I didn't talk to you since we spoke last so that this could be the most organic conversation of all time. Because you don't know what I'm going to ask yeah. you, but you know what it's going to be about, but you don't know. So it's like it's still yeah. genuine, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so this conversation is going to be about um, the MBA and how okay. that impacts your life as not just a professional but as, an, as a person that has a family, as a husband, you know, there are so many correlations to advanced degrees and opportunities. 
And today we want to kind of talk about the MBA. Now, just so you all know, on this call right now, both of us have our MBAs, just so you know. So you're looking at a powerful a powerful uh, group right now. Okay, We both have it, but there is a difference in how we got it. And we're going to go through that in this conversation today. So, uh, Brother Javain, I'm going to ask you first. So talk to me about why you decided to go get your MBA in the first place and what did you want it to do for you? Okay. Well... <clears throat> I did my I did my bachelor's just to start off. I did my bachelor's at uh, Oakland University. Right. Uh, from there, I knew that wasn't going to be enough. At that point, I wasn't a hundred percent sure exactly where I was going to go. Um, like I didn't know I was going to be in real estate and do things like like that. Right. But I knew it's the tools from uh, the MBA could get could help me to at least at some point start my own business. And um, if I need to start off by, let's say, working in corporate America or corporate CAD in the beginning, it would make me obviously much more uh, employable. Right. Um, at that time, last year, university, which is where I went, went came to uh, Oak University to, uh, I guess, recruit. And uh, my friend Warren Sturt, actually, was there, was a part of that team at that time. And, yeah, from there, I decided, you know, I'm going to be um, getting my master's. Now, now, when you decided to get your master's, right, like, did you ever think about the time frame? Because the stories, our stories are very different when it comes to the time frame. You know, you went and did right. your master's literally right after your bachelor's. So you were like, you yeah. were in school, you were still in school mode. Tell, tell, tell the audience and just kind of the, the folks listening, how did that either give you an advantage or was maybe, you know, an adherence to like, maybe there was a negative side to that. What was the positive negatives of yeah. that specific decision of doing it right after? You. Okay. Um, well, for me, I guess to start with the positives right. is that um, even at that time, like I was still basically just in study mode, right? I was, I was uh, 21, fresh out of school, fresh out of my bachelor's, on the step of, you know, study, you know, you have the, um, uh, the exam week and the midterms mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So right. just, I'm still in that mode, right? Right. Um, that helped a lot. Also, the fact that, um, uh, well, last year I had, had a program. I don't know if it still has it, but you could do the full MBA in twelve full months. So instead of doing oh, wow. two nine month years, you do twelve full months, and you double double up on your courses. Oh, wow. So um, I probably couldn't have done that if I waited later on. So that was those are two of the big pros. Mm -hmm. School. The con, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, I know some people need to take a break or take a, a leap, a gap year, or something of the sort. Right. Um, that's not really my thing. I'm not really. Um, Gap year, uh, I, I, don't, I don't really relax, so I mean, I, I mean, I'd much rather just go straight into it. And um, yeah, I, I don't know about too many negatives with doing it straight out of school. Okay, and and yeah. this is and this is why I wanted you on here because a lot of folks who are thinking about getting their MBAs. I mean, there's some of them on this call right now who are looking at advanced degrees. And my thing is, you know, when you do it right after school, that is ideal because you're like you said, you're in school mode. You don't have as many obligations. I mean, if you're 21, you know, you don't really have as, and that's, that's gen, just generally speaking, you don't have sure. as many obligations as you'd have, let's say, if you were 31 or 41 yeah, yeah. or 51 or 61. You know, there's a lot that happens at that time. So doing it right after is good. But now, let, now let's contrast. So you did yours right after your bachelor's. So for me, I took my bachelor's, I finished that in 2006, right? And then I started my MBA class in 2014. Okay. Or sorry, no, 2015, 2015. 2015, okay. Yeah. And I did it part-time. 
So it took me two and a half yeah. years, three years to finish. And I graduated in 2017. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for me, it was like, at that time in my life, I was working full time. I knew that I needed to get an advanced degree in order to get a promotion at work. So there were a lot of these things that I needed to do, but I also had to manage a business that I just started. I had a family business that I was running as well. So it was like all of these things. I didn't have these obligations when I was 21. You know, if I had just done from 20, 2007, 2008, just going to my MBA program at that point, I probably would have had a lot less stress. But here's the difference. For me, I think one of the pros to waiting was being able to get experience in the business that I yeah. wanted to be in. So I was able to work in finance, literally just with a bachelor's, work in finance. I had a bachelor's in finance. So I was able to kind of do stocks, mutual funds. I learned all the financial literacy stuff that's in these courses. I learned that during that time. Um, and then yeah. I transitioned out of nonprofit into, uh, sorry, out of for-profit into nonprofit. So I was able to okay. see the other side of business where it's like, we're not trying to make a profit. We're just trying to hold contracts. We're trying to execute certain things. And I was able to get into management there. So I was like, wow, I got the for-profit experience, the non-for-profit experience, and then going into an MBA, I was able to put those experiences together during my homework, during my collaboration with, my, with myself. So it worked out that I had a lot more to talk about. It's very yeah. easy for me to like write, uh, you know, write um, different projects and assignments because I had so much reference points to use. But the time in my life, it was tough. So I, so I see how like for you, it was, like I, it was easy to just kind of transition into it. For me, it was difficult, but I had some experiences in other places that I could use for the for the education. So, it's like a mixed bag, you know. So, I mean, yeah. what would be the consensus you think? Like, if you could do it again, I think what would you do? Oh, no. I'm probably doing the same way, but I see the the benefit, right? And for you having experience, having work experience, and then going and doing your MBA, and you probably see it just from a different lens, right? Yeah. Um, doing it that way. Um, <clears throat> if I could do it. I mean, I, I, at that time, I guess, um, yeah, I didn't want to really stretch anything out. Right. <laughs> I'd already been doing, like, you know, you know, working, like, around the clock, you know, all-nighter, doing the exams or whatever, yeah. and it broke all the time. <laughs> that, that was enough for me. So I was ready to, I was ready to get out. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that, I think when I graduated, I think every student that graduates, like, you realize what broke is after being a student for four years. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I used to tell people, and I tell my wife this all the time, like, when I was in school, like, I learned how to live on literally $20 a week. Yeah. That's what I learned to live on, like, literally for yeah. my groceries. I went to a certain place called Aldi Foods. I was able to get cereal, milk, ground beef, spaghetti, meat sauce, whatever, whatever. And we would just yeah. make, you know, meals for dinner because our lunch and breakfast, we worked at the, at the, at the dining hall. So I was able to supplement food there. But like being able to just live on something so small because you're paying rent, you're paying utility, paying all this other stuff, you got so much left. It was like, that was college. College was like your, your brokest yeah. moment. Like <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And then like you're not, especially if you go away for school, like you're not yeah. at home, right? It's not like yeah. you come home, parents are still cooking dinner and everything else like that. It's kind of like you just have to, it's your first time trying to make it happen, you know, right. on your own, you have the budget and... If you don't do something right, there's not going to be food. Like that. So, I mean, it's, right. it's, a, good, it's a good practice uh, of just being on your own in that manner, mm-hmm. you know, in college. I love going away to college. I mean, that was a great experience for me because we learned a lot. And my dad, he was one. He was like, hey, if, if you guys need me, call me, but don't call me. Because yeah, he wanted yeah, us to yeah. literally grind Learn. through and figure it out. And if we couldn't find yeah. a solution, he was like, okay, if you're really stuck, then call me and I'll be able to help you. But if not, I don't want to hear you guys. Just figure it out. And I love that yeah. because it's tough love, but it also shows you how to be independent. And I think a lot of parents, you know, they want us to have that experience where we can learn 
the tough way without being in harm. You know, they don't want us to be harmed, but they want us to learn the lessons because, you know, we have parents who are very successful. Like, I mean, your mother's very successful. Probably very successful. We have a successful family. You know what I mean? So coming from that, they want to instill that level of success into you without giving you too much. You know what I mean? So they had yeah. to, like, pull back on all the things they wanted for you in order for you to learn your way at your pace without having to worry about, like, is mommy going to save me? Is daddy going to save me? No, like, they're going to let you learn. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because you can't give it. That has to be done. You have to go through the process. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nothing's handed for free, man. Right. So, question for you. So, you know, so you graduated in, in 2007, 2008, went to Crawford Academy. Shout out to Crawford Academy if you guys don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we got an alum up in the yeah. house. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> how did your MBA impact your, your career after you got out and you graduated? It was basically everything. I mean, so I only, I only, well, I worked in Los Angeles for uh, two extra years, and I mm-hmm. worked for not even a year in Canada. So from outside mm-hmm. of just those three years, um, I was like 24, 25. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was basically it. Everything for my bachelor's wasn't about getting me a job or anything. It was about putting it to use. Right. So um, definitely in, in both real estate investments and being a real estate salesperson, it I just used the tools that I learned while I was uh, in my MBA. And then far past that, really. I mean, that is extremely important for that, but there's a lot of learning that took place after you graduated, right? You're, you're somewhat still a student, but right. you end up just learning what you choose to learn, and you're not doing it for a grade. Right. Um, you're doing it for actual results. So, um, yeah, I mean, it meant, it meant just about everything in regards to those actually using and I love that. I love that because people really need to hear, you know, how this experience worked out for some of us. Because, again, folks don't really talk enough about, you know, the journey. Um, they just say, hey, get an MBA. It's great. Da, da, da. But it's like, no, it's a struggle. My brother recently just got his MBA. He's a DPT, doctor of physical therapy. He's got a family, three kids, wife, houses, all stuff, investments. But he had to find a way to go back to school and get that master so he could continue to elevate in his career. And it's like right. at some point, if you're an entrepreneurial person, you're going to have to figure out whether or not you can get this degree or not because it makes a difference. I have some stats up from mbacentral.org. And the first stat, the MBA is the most popular online graduate degree, number one. Uh, number two, the MBA is an internationally recognized degree and is considered essential to obtain top-level management positions. 97% um, of executive MBA students have over 13 years of work experience. 18, 89% of part-time MBA students have over six years of work experience. Um, so again, this, this is just some stats that I want to throw out, but one that stood out to me was the average base salary for an MBA graduate is 115000 U.S., but this can vary greatly depending on specialization and location. So we're looking at, again, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in business, if you're into investments, if you're into anything specific, and I think right now we've seen that there are a lot of new business ideas coming out. If you're in real estate, and you're not just real estate in just one city, you know, you're in multiple cities, states, you're doing it pretty much wherever you are. Do you find that when you talk to people who also have an MBA, that there is an also an in for you? Like, do you find that there's some sort of uh, a collectivism that occurs when you're talking to someone that also has an advanced degree when you're coming to the table with that? Has that worked in your favor outside of the education that you got, just the fact that you had it on your name or you had it as part of your education system? Uh, It definitely does. I mean, like when you're talking to another person that has, I guess, the same foundation, I guess, mm-hmm. as, as you do. Um, it definitely does make things a little more comfortable, faster, the same, you know, use the, the, the right terms, and you're thinking along the same 
I'm not exactly on the same lines. Not every 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 MBA is the same, right. but it, it definitely does help, right? Just just for that foundation part of it. So um, yeah. One quick thing: Did you say ninety five percent of MBAs have thirteen years experience? Is that what you said? Yeah. So this is a stat oh, okay. from. They said ninety seven percent ninety seven percent um of executive MBA degree students. Oh, okay. Executive okay, MBA specifically. Yeah. So executive MBA okay. again, that's for like folks who are in upper management, maybe they're CFOs or you know director of ops or whatever, and they just need to get from here to eh, just here to be CEOs or C suites. Um, so when they get that executive MBA, that's like the differentiator for them. That's the difference between a directorship position and yeah. a supervisor, right? For sure. So it's talking about them, and that's like the group. Like my like this is a perfect example of like my brother, right? He was already mm-hmm. you know able to run his own you know facility if he wanted to but that degree just gave him an extra set of you know now you have the credentials to go with this and the business side of it like you know how to run a business because in every school they're going to teach you how to run a business how to be an entrepreneur how to look at financial statements how to look at marketing how to look at the stats all of these things are part of it and like it's so natural to us i feel like we don't even talk about it in our regular life we just use it (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly that's the that's the benefit of learning it and then putting it to use early on top of that right because a lot of people, that, I mean, they have a they have a business degree or an MBA, but they don't exactly put it to you every day, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't really sharpen that tool. Um, so definitely, yeah, getting it and using it definitely gives you gives you an edge. Check this out: eighty percent of MBA graduates land a job within three months. So you're wow. usually not out there for long if you pulling out that you have an MBA in your in your resume. Usually the first thing. Now, yeah. I'm I'm an, I'm an HR person. I usually hire folks for the company that we work with and. When I see resumes and I see MBAs on there or, or masters of any kind or the master of social work, it's like those are instant hires. Like you don't understand. Like it's like you're passing, you're overqualified at that point for a lot of positions. So oftentimes you're going to get the first interview versus someone who just has a bachelor. So have you, I mean, you're an entrepreneur, so I don't think you have to worry about that. But um, <laughs> what's been your. Well, no, yeah, like in my first couple of years, I guess it, it definitely helped me. It helped. <laughs> I, remember I actually graduated MBA 2008. Which was the worst year? Yeah, worst <laughs> that year. Was the worst year. Every there's like MBAs with twenty years experience, thirty years experience getting fired, and they're looking for jobs, and oh, you're there with that's no true. experience, right? So it was definitely a tough time, probably the toughest time. Man. So in your career now, like I mean, so t- talk about what you do now, because I think I want folks to kind of understand what the MBA kind of what it led to, but also was kind of you before the MBA. Like you had to have an idea of your career path and what you wanted to do with yourself. So. Kind of talk about you know what you do now and how maybe an advanced degree or even just trying to advance yourself in your specific space because again MBAs are like generic degrees that you have to apply to your specific area like I did mine in finance you're doing yours in real estate entrepreneurship so how did the degree lead to where you are today and talk about where you are right now with your career and give us any other so yeah my my area is actually the concentration with marketing right marketing. so marketing obviously helped me in real estate and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, business and, you know, obviously in those in those facets. So that's how it helped me a lot to kind of give me that edge. Um, but hey, it's, 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 I mean, when you, when you actually have your own business, you have to do everything from, you know, basically you're just a, a, a corporate everything officer. Um, right. You know, when you have that base, you have to do, like, have you know, the accounting experience or having the finance experience, having the marketing, obviously the concentration. So that's how it basically helped me with, with you know, I guess being being an agent on top of that, with uh, actually having, you know, well, buying, selling real estate, having a real estate portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that the tools that were given to me helped me to basically run all of this. The, 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 the actually the, the point that I couldn't actually emphasize enough right. was that although I was only in it for a year because um, I doubled up on my classes, definitely but when I went to do my MBA and when I was done, I was a completely different person. Oh, wow. um, I like, went there like to learn about business and I came like in love with business. Like oh, completely uh, like a businessman. Like, this is much <laughs> different than you're actually you're going there just to get a degree and someone giving you a job to, you know, reading, you know, business articles or business weekly all the time and you mm-hmm. you're you're trying to um not even just like advance and just like this is what you this is what you like. Just like uh um well, a sports player, a basketball player, a football player. Yeah. It, it, it goes past um, we're only going to be focusing on football at practice. Like, if you're actually, you know, a top person, that's just basically what you do all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're going to eat, you're thinking about football or basketball. When you're going to sleep, how much sleep do you need to get to be the best at football or basketball? So it, it, it's your whole life, basically. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. Like, you become, you become it. You know, like, yeah. you're not just a business person. You are a business person, like, and through and through. You dream about yeah. certain business ideas. You you take the next steps. You read literature that's going to improve your skill set so that you can have a broader scope on how you can interact with folks, especially if you're, you know, looking to get people to close on deals. Like, you want to have a good idea of the culture of that area or the, the properties or the taxes, the history, historical references. Like, you start right. making it a yeah. part of you. Right, right, yeah. Because you're working with a lot of people that are investors, right? Mm-hmm. They need like a business focused uh, real estate agent rather than just the run of the mill. Like a lot of the real estate agents in Toronto, most of them don't even own their own home, right? They're not. It's just you're just trying to do this just as a trade one off. Maybe you you work a regular job, and when someone calls you to buy a home, then you go and try to do something, right? But I mean, it's different if you actually when you have a business focused person in in this realm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely a huge help. I love that sports reference. I think people can definitely relate to that, where it's like if you're a basketball player, you want to go in and take a whole bunch of free throws, make sure that your form is good. If you're a football player, you're yeah. running routes with the, you know, the backup quarterback to make sure that you know how to be ready on fourth down. Like, People spend so much time perfecting their craft, and yeah. I think that that skill, when you apply it to your education or when you apply it to your, your, your career afterwards, that's the difference yeah. between successful people and folks who are just running the mill regular. Like, If you're not willing to put the extra 10% in, you're going to get average result as opposed to yeah. someone like yourself someone like me like where we're going to say hey this is what i want and it's not the average so i'm gonna have to work a little harder to get this like yeah yeah i think things. it was Aaron thomas has a good um video where he says like um basically if you're doing what everyone else is doing in practice you're just everybody else mm-hmm. right it's what you do after and before practice is what makes the best of the best right? like kobe kobe and lebron lebron yeah. if you do the, i mean do the suicide do the shot do everything you're, 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 that's just the average. You're just average. <laughs> Which is messed up, yeah. but it's so accurate. It's like, you're just average yeah. if you're doing average things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be surprised when your results are average. Um, yeah. Crazy. So so looking back at the man that you were back in 2006 versus the man you are today, what would you tell yourself? Like, if you could go back in time and say, hey, young Gervais, what's up? Uh, here's me. I'm a little older than you. Uh, I've seen a lot more than you. Here's what I would say. What would, what would you say to yourself when it comes to just, like, the decisions that you're about to make about school, the degree that you're picking, the career that you're choosing? Mm-hmm. What would you say to yourself if you go back? Hmm. That's a good question. Got <laughs> <laughs> to get uh, you with a few of those. Yeah. I mean, I probably could have been um, 
definitely got had had more of an advantage if I just went straight into real estate out of school mm-hmm. rather than going into corporate America, then coming back to Canada working for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, would have given me three more years. But at the same time, it's hard to stay there because there's a lot of things I took from Los Angeles that I wouldn't have had um, if I just just went straight into real estate, came back home went straight into real estate. Right. So it's kind of, it's, it's hard, it's kind of like the yeah. pros and the cons. I guess like, you're um, listening to Los Angeles, uh, I think some of the things that are there are kind of like unbelievable that you see on TV, but it's like there, right in front of you. Right. right? Like, <laughs> I remember one time I went to the gym and these guys, um, kind of play with a regular time, like on Sunset and went by. Mm-hmm. And because like, um, we're going to go to the beach tomorrow, right? Uh, like, 2 o'clock, do you want to come? Right? I'm like, go to the beach. Tomorrow's Wednesday. How are you going to the beach? <laughs> right? It's like, those guys have regular jobs, but like, I saw you come here in a Lamborghini. You give me a Ferrari. So, I mean, obviously, you're not, you're not bumped, right? right? Thinking. And definitely me being there and not just skipping back straight to going to real estate in Toronto, that helped me. Because you're like, you know, there's so much you could do in, like, the regular path of 9 to 5, Work retire at sixty five is, is is that's not the only way, right? right? So I mean it's um yeah that, that I mean there's different things that I, I would have still taken from my time being around that that I would um, that definitely helped me. Yeah, mm, I like that. I mean if I if I could go back in time and, and tell my twenty one year old self about this masters, I probably would tell myself to do it <coughs> then because I'm looking right, right. at you know what I learned in the MBA program, like just some of the stuff that was just like basic about entrepreneurship. I feel like having that knowledge earlier would have made a lot better of a result for my business, my personal business, businesses, I should say. Um, And I think that that, it would have propelled me a little bit more, but again, the expense was exorbitant. And at that time, reeling from a bachelor's and having to pay for a master's, like money wasn't flowing like that. So for me, it was like, it, it had to happen the way it did, but I think that's what I would definitely say is if I could probably find a school. Um, and back then, online schools weren't a big, like it wasn't, I did my master's online, right? And a lot of schools now are transitioning to online MBAs. So that's, that's just a thing now. Online schooling in general. Um, so back then, the option wasn't available for that. You have to be in class, like what you did. And I was like, man, I don't want to have to sit in a classroom for another three years. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I want to just... Get this degree with, and still get work, still get money, still do what I'm doing. So, yeah, I think if I could go back, I would probably tell myself to, to, to toughen up and just try to get the degree uh, right after school, at least close to it, maybe even two or three years after, not not ten years after, you know, so. Definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that definitely makes sense. I think so, that makes sense. The, ex- the experience is it but it's, it's not yeah. wor- it wasn't worth it for me because I think for you it would have been better because, like, like, in real estate, the more the faster you get into it, the more – access you have to people and things so it's like you're gonna get yeah. more clients just by being exposed to it in finance right right yeah it's not the same it's like you <laughs> it, you could i could have waited a year i spent a year and a half doing nothing in finance learning and getting my butt kicked by the market so yeah. could have avoided but the thing about it, in, in toronto's market because like 2008 like imagine <laughs> starting like you're starting when everything is just Crash. at the bottom and coming up <laughs> So if I would have saved those those extra three years, then I probably the thing is I mean, I can't have to put more houses. But I mean, it, I mean, would have been would have been worth missing the experience that I had before. But I mean, like definitely, because in a market like Toronto, yeah, oh my right, God. three years is different between maybe home ownership and maybe renting forever. Because it's just mm-hmm. it's not gonna like three. Well, I mean, 
let's say three years in, let me tell you what the next one. <laughs> three years ago in Toronto, in 2000, let's say 2018. 2018, the average price in Toronto was 787000 right? Mm-hmm. Right now, it's, um, average price is a million ninety-five. So, Damn. if you started three years, instead of starting in 2018, the rest of your history, 2022 or 21, which is basically just finished. Right. It, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. A that's lot a of huge. <laughs> that's a right. big difference, so you man. you can have a huge leg up. If they do, they're trying to do a property a year, you bought 2018, 19, 20, mm-hmm. you would have had a huge, huge leverage, a uh, huge step up over there. They're starting today at 1.1 million, basically. Mm-hmm. And then if you yeah. hold those properties and you sell those or you tri- you flip them, you do whatever, you're getting all that all that asset, asset appreciation. So that's yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Um, so question yeah. for you. Where did you – so since this this podcast is very – we do entrepreneurship, or so financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and philanthropy, right? On relationships, sorry. So relationships, financial literacy, and philanthropy. Those are three things that we discuss on this channel, right? So right now we're in the financial literacy piece, and that's why I wanted to make sure I spoke with you about this MBA and just kind of what it did for you why it's important for folks to consider it, especially if they're looking at entrepreneurship in a company because they will have levels to different positions available. But one of the things I'd ask you is what types of philanthropic things have you engaged in just based on, you know, your access to people through your career and just for yourself in general? Do you find that now that you've had this advanced degree that you actually ever had a chance to like talk to kids about things in school, go back to Crawford and you know, let the let the let the young young bucks know. Hey, by the way, stay in school. Don't mess around. Like, do the right thing. Like, what opportunities yeah. philanthropic have you kind of been exposed to because of what you've experienced? Okay, there's actually a, a course in, in uh, that I actually took in my MBA. So it's called social entrepreneurship. Mm. It talks as well exactly that: starting nonprofits, starting charities. Um, you know, things things of that nature. So you actually learn that still. You don't have to wait till afterwards. You learn that right in right in your MBA. I think most people have to take that course. Um, but, um, yeah, there's uh, a ton of stuff. I mean, well, going back to, going back to my, my high school, elementary school, Crawford, um, you know, obviously talking to kids there, giving scholarships that I do every year since I've been here. Nice. Um, um, beyond that, I do, like, I, I uh, sponsor kids, like, through World Vision, Dominican Republic, um, yeah. give back to ADRA, obviously, ADRA, Seventh-day Adventist um, charity. Uh, so I have the church. Oh man! Get back to the church, um, of course. Uh, but as a matter of fact, my my wife's actually my wife's uh, French camp, almost like French corporation now, mm-hmm. is is actually a nonprofit that I that I help her with, oh, and wow. that actually gives like a lot of kids a chance. You see, during the summer, instead of something from what's called summer learning loss, which you might be familiar with, but a lot of other people might not be familiar with, which is the time that kids are um, uh, away from school. And the other kids that are, are still learning throughout the summer to get like about a two two month drop, right? Because they basically mm-hmm. go back to school in September and they they've lost some of a lot of what they learned. Right. But the 